Thank you for listening the Mighty Flying Bunny. This series will be more enjoyed while using headphones. Please remember that this is a work of fiction. Any resemblance with anything real, names, characters, places, etc., it's purely coincidental. Subscribe to get all the updates. Temer and Iria were almost done with the princess attire. It looks beautiful, Iria, said the princess while looking at the mirror. You did a wonderful work. It was a beautiful, full-length, off-shoulders green emerald dress. The princess couldn't stop seeing herself on the mirror. A knock was heard at the door. Iria, open the door. That must be Saint coming for me to go to the dining room together, said Demir. Yes, my princess, answered the maid. It was Finn. He asked Iria to join him to get to the dining room before both the princess, in case they needed them. The two ladies agreed and Iria left the room. The princess kept staring at her reflection in the mirror. The door opened. Without looking at the door, the princess naively said, Did you forget something, Iria? Yes, you, said Stephen, while walked towards her to grab her by the waist. He stood behind her, both looking to the mirror. You are stunning, Demer. He kissed her shoulders, then her neck. Steve, Steve. The princess closed her eyes while pronouncing the man's name. Stephen moved in front of her and kissed her on the lips intensely. Their foot moved along, so the lady's back got against the door. Demir, are you ready? asked Zane on the other side of the door. Yes, wait, just a second, same. Answered the princess while Stephen lips kept kissing her neck. Steve, stop, I have to go, mumbled Demer. Don't go, stay here with me, Demer, murmured Stephen. Saint knocked again and said, They're expecting us, Demer. Almost ready, pronounced the princess. As she could, she pushed Stephen away and left the room. Demer and Saint arrived to the dining room filled with members of the court. All of them were standing as they were expecting the King Solzra, who soon entered the room. 
Hey, what are you doing standing? Sit, let's grab a bite. Your names should be at the cards. The concierge arranged them. Demir walked towards the guest of honor seat, but found other names placed there. Saint was next to her and told her to the ear. That's typical of Solstra. He wants to belittle us. And we are the only ones who came from afar. The princess hid the cards and sat to the right of the king. As she and Saint were supposed to sit on the next two places. The king kept smiling, but he was discomforted for that action. As soon as everyone had sat down, the servants began serving dinner. So, Demir, tell me, how's life as Solieris? I only went there a long time ago. Your father organized a tournament to celebrate, I think, your birth. You didn't come out while I stayed there. You were really unwillingly stubborn to come to the world. I came back here before knowing you, narrated Solstra. Yeah, I have been told that my entire life, said Demir. That you're stubborn? asked Solstra. No, answered the princess, very serious. How I took my time to born. Aha, of course. Now, tell me, how is that you are not married yet? I mean, I don't see any rings on any of your hands. In fact, Demir... Let me see your hand, said the king as he grabbed the prince's hand. What about your royal house ring, Salieris? I don't see it. You surely have one, don't you? asked Solstra. Well, yes, I prefer not to carry it with me all the time? Barely answered Demir. That's not just something you leave behind. It's almost offensive you don't have it with you right now. You don't want us to think that you're faking being a royal, do you? Said Solstra. The room went silent with that last statement. Even the service stopped placing or taking the plates. So, Demir, Saint, what's going on here? asked Solstra. This is just a confusion, Solstra, stated Saint. This being such a casual dinner? <coughs> this is not casual, Saint. 
You are here on an official matter, aren't you? Argued back Solstra. At that moment, Iria entered the room, approached Demir, and said, Forgive my delay, my princess. Here is your salary ring. Please, forgive me. It took me so long to clean it. Demir took the ring and placed it on her finger. Thank you, Iria. You can go now. So, here is my ring. It was being cleaned for this event. Of course we took everything here very seriously, pronounced the princess. You can see it from here. Please, do not touch my hand again. The next courses were served. There was a ringing tension, but it was hidden with jokes, food and wine sipping. When the dessert had been served, after staying silent some minutes, Solzra said, I want to apologize for the uncomfortable moment. Demir, forgive me. I've known this young man for a long time. And I don't know, the old uncle Solzra just came out of me. I want to see Saint fulfilling his duties and taking the place he deserves. So, I've made a resolution. As you two lovers must join your lives to be king and queen of the Nubian palace. And since you are both here, why don't you marry here? I'll have my great priest officiate. We'll do it on the gardens and have a big banquet. Yeah, let's do that, said Solstra. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. We are thinking on doing that once we are back at the palace, answered the princess. But that's a good idea, interrupted Saint. We haven't decided many things, Saint. Answered Demir. Come on, I'll pay for everything, stated Solzra. Unless you don't want to do it, princess. I feel a bit of a doubt here. It's not that. Why don't we talk about it tomorrow? We've been drinking and. Well, let's sleep on it and see what we think in the morning. Do you agree? asked the princess. Yeah, you're right. Let's talk about it tomorrow. I'll have a drink on the center garden. If you feel like it, join me, said Solstra. I'm tired. If you excuse me, I'll go lay down, stated Tamer. I'll go with her, said Zane. Yeah, okay. Nice to meet you, princess. Nephew, have a good night.
Eh, and you, whoever wants to join me, I'm headed to the central garden, shouts Solzra to the other dinner guests. Both Sain and Demir walked to the prince's chamber, accompanied by Finn. What just happened? asked Demir. Those are Solstra ways. I told you, but you have to experience it to know it. Right? answered Sain. We didn't get to talk about the main thing that brought us here. And now, the wedding? Here? Said the princess, all worried. Yeah, I know. Well, this could be a good idea, don't you think? Asked Zane. No, he can't tell us what to do. I get that you see him as your uncle, but I don't want us to do whatever he says, said Demir. This could be a good idea, Demir. As you say, let's sleep on it. Or is it that you don't want to be with me? Pronounced the prince. Yeah, okay. It might be a good idea. To marry here. Let's talk tomorrow then, said Demer as she opened her room's door. Demer felt Saint's intention to enter the room. She turned around and said, Here is fine. Thank you, Saint. I'll see you tomorrow. The princess kissed his cheek. She entered the room, calling her maid. Iria? Iria? Iria, we need to talk. Help me taking off this dress. Iria is not here. Let me help you get out the dress, responded Stephen. Steve, what are you doing here? asked Demer. If you want to, I can leave, said the man. I never want you to leave, Steve. The princess kissed Stephen, who held her passionately against his body. He then proceeded to open as many bottoms and zippers he found it on the woman's attire. These are too many layers said Stephen. But what's beneath them is worth it, responded Demer. That I know. Kiss me while I get rid of all this between us. Anxiously said the man. He finally took off all the clothes from Demer's body. The lady jumped to grab him by the hip with both her legs. He was able to take her with his hands onto his arms. They were next to the dressing table.
He threw the items from there to the floor while placing the princess there. They kissed passionately with raging desire as if they wanted to banish their mouths together. Their skin was touching at every part as fusing into a velvet cloth so silky soft yet with the fierceness of a storm she grabbed him by the hips harder stronger and looking forward to own his body he felt the velvetly of her feminine body strongly delightfully rubbing into the man's corp. Their body temperature arose to the highest. I didn't stop thinking of you all night, said the lady. I never stopped thinking about you, Demer, answered Stephen. The man made his way into her. They emerged as they galloped into their secret patch. That place they had created together. She bind him tight with her lower limbs, owning the man's corporeity, enjoying the moment closeness. The man's accurate movements took her out of the world. On a way he was capable of it. She felt all and nothing at the same time. Seeing how she was lost in paradise, he joined her on the journey. They both touched the sky. Later on, they were laying on the bed. Let me tell you something. I somehow got into Solzler's war room and discovered how he has been sending the purple salt to his army at the borderlines, said Stephen. Really? Why? What's the purple salt for? Asked Demir. I'm not sure. I don't know all its properties. Magner may know. But we have to go to Dreary Island to find out. Answered the man. So let's go. Let's tell him that we must leave here as soon as possible. There's something strange about the king that I don't like. Did you tell this to say? Said the princess. No, I was on my way to see him when I entered the room. I'll tell him first thing tomorrow. But tonight, let me sleep next to you. I need the warmth of your skin next to me this night, stated the man to then kiss Demer.
they both surrender to the night, sleeping as close as they could.